Sanity at the Movies, the stargazing edition. What's that? It has something to do with Star Wars. I'll tell you in a second. Let me introduce our panelists. My name is Nathan Alberson. I am, of course, your humble and obedient host. We've got Pastor Jacob Menzel over there. How are you doing, Jake? I'm all right. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Couldn't be happier. And why am I happy, you ask? Well, one reason is we've got Brandon Chastine yes. right there of the Booketing fame, the great yes. literature podcast released by our friends at Warhorn Media. Released by us at Warhorn Media. I mean, you are your own friends. We are our only friends. (laughs) Hi, my friend. Brandon, you are our Star Wars pal. Sure. Did you know that? I I guess. And you are going to be joining us on a series of podcasts that will go through this year called, cleverly, Stargazing. Mm. How did we come up with such a clever title? I don't know. It just comes to us. So we're not really stargazing. No, no, no. We're not stargazing, Brandon. We were talking about the Star Wars films. That's how you guys got me here, was you told me we were stargazing. Star Wargazing. Yes, Star Uh, Wars gazing, but we're not going to call it Star Wars gazing. You guys know that I like looking at the stars and meteor showers, and now here I am. And I like looking at the stars. Mm, There's a video of you explaining, what was it, summer solstice? Yes. There is a video. You can go I am. Oh, fun fact. Yes, sir. My students found that hashtag. <laughs> hashtag beautiful Brandon. Hashtag yeah. beautiful Brandon. Instagram, look it up. Yeah, Guys, do it. Look it up. What, is, what do you think this is? Do An it. episode of the booking. This is Sanity at the Movies. We were on a tight ship here. We're getting right to right? it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is our third, this is our third episode, and I've decided this is a podcast where we run a tight ship. And what kind of a tight ship are we running today? As I've been trying to say, it's a Star Wars-related ship. We're going to talk about Star Wars, the film, the films, the movies. The cinematic experience that is Star Wars. The, mem- the memories. The me- <laughs> so many memories. Memories. All alone in the moonlight. Now, Jake, Yo. we're talking about all things Star Wars. What we're going to do today is we're going to give kind of a Star Wars. Well, we're going to go through all the films one by one. Not necessarily not every today. week. Uh, not today. No, no, no. But we are going to talk through all the Star Wars movies, do individual episodes on them, leading yeah. up to the release of yeah. episode nine yeah the rise of skywalker does this mean i have to watch one two and three again yeah oh man yeah you do you can i'll do it for you listeners yeah enjoy it it, one two and three it's worth it we're talking about the same one two and three right phantom menace Mm -hmm. yeah clone wars yep in my in my memory it's worth it do it do it there are worthwhile elements in those movies i would say conceptually those are the best movies and executionly the worst. The worst. Fun fact. Yes, sir. Attack of the Clones is one of those movies that I have seen it many times, and I still cannot tell you what that movie is about. Do you remember the part where Anakin rides on a giant tick while Padme laughs? I do. Well, there you go. That's what it's about. Okay. <laughs> Random crap. <laughs> hey. Things happen. Yeah, things do happen. Let's okay. talk about Star Wars, though. Yes. Uh, we like franchise filmmaking. We're fans of franchise filmmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. And we think it's fun to talk about, like, we could talk about art films. We could talk about... Uh... We really could talk about them. No, yeah. No, I could talk about them. I mean, let's be honest. Really, that to Ben Solzer. <laughs> we could get Ben Solzer in here. He could talk about them. But I think it's much more interesting and more, more revealing a lot of times to talk about what's popular because it reflects what's going on in the zeitgeist, yo! And so... It's a big word, Nathan. Yo? It's German. That's like one of the shortest words. It's two letters. Well, you know, I'm not so smart. (laughs) Um, Zeitgeist is a compound German word. Zeit means time and Geist means ghost. Time Uh, ghost. Time Time ghost. ghost. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Is it like time... time Guys, guys. We are not calling this segment Star Wars. We are calling this segment... Time ghost. (laughs) When we do these zeitgeisty episodes, we are calling them time time geist. No. False, negative. We are calling them Time Ghost episodes. I love time it. Ghost. Yeah. We did it. All right. I'm going to tell our listeners, I'm going to let them behind the curtain. Is that okay with you, Brandon? I think that's fantastic. Nathan. Okay, with you, it. Jake? What's Do that? it. Do it's it. like the chorus at the beginning of Romeo and Juliet. Right. You've now announced what's happening, and now we're stepping back in the curtains, pulling away to right. reveal. In fair sanity at the movies where we take our stand. That's good. Yeah. Thank you very much. You are a cultured boy. Yes, I am. <laughs> Give me a cookie. Um, Okay, so here's the thing. Before we started, we spent like a good, I'm going to say upwards of 30 minutes trying to decide what this thing was going to be called. Yeah. And we couldn't come up with a good title. 
And my beautiful fiance was here and she was very beautiful. She was. And she was beautiful. And And she was here. She transformed into some kind of a hideous beast and fled away. It was, it was, it was terrible. Yeah. This is like a, that uh, C.S. Lewis book we hated. Yeah. Till we have faces. Yep. Just in the opposite. You, you, she becomes the. Well, just put a veil on her. monster. A veil? A veil. Oh, a veil. A bale of hay. A veil. Yeah. Dude, (laughs) I mean, that could work too. A big hay veil. She stuffs herself in a bale of hay and she kind of waddles off. Right. Oh, Brendan, her bale of hay form is my favorite. Oh. (laughs) The waddling bale of hay. (laughs) That's what what won you over, huh? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is a girl shaped person, but then she became a, a waddling bale of hay, and it was just like, be still, my heart. I wanted to have a heart attack and die. That's right. Yeah. Um, jo- folks, we are joking because the lovely girlfriend, let's call her. Here, I'm going to swing her the mic. Say hi. Yeah, swing her the mic. Hello. Hi, Meredith. Incandescent Meredith. You might, Booking fans might know her as the Incandescent Meredith. She's beautiful. She's got hair, eyelashes everything that a man looks for a personality the works i like her a lot and i'm looking forward to being married to her post haste so we discussed what to call this thing we didn't come up with anything we started on stargazing because (laughs) we didn't know what else to do and then on air the magic happened we came up with time ghost which i really like yep so the time ghost episodes now are the episodes where we talk see i don't know because i think time ghost might be the arthur thing yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this might still be stargazing, right? Okay, folks. Let me just take another step back and say we were actually pitching another kind of episode we were going to do today called Time Ghost <laughs> and Time Ghost. Or like it's called, it's now called Time Ghost. Time Ghost is where we talk about what's going on in the zeitgeist or Time Ghost, as I call it. That what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? In the logo for this, can I be carrying a machine gun and wearing sunglasses? Sure. Okay, thank you. You can do that anytime you want, as far as I'm concerned. Like right now? Yeah, sure. Like I am? Yeah, like you are. <laughs> okay. Always have a machine gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is actually not a time ghost episode, folks. Although, do we touch upon the time ghost? Yeah, we touch upon the time ghost. We always touch upon the time ghost. Every podcast we do is plugged into the time ghost. He's like our Carmen San Diego. Yeah, the time ghost is our Carmen San Diego. All right, so this is not a time ghost episode. This is a stargazing episode. We're going to talk about Star Wars. We're going to do every movie, including Solo, Jake. Yeah, I think we'd better. Is that the worst one? No. Mm, maybe. No. Uh, Certainly the no, least no, no, ambitious. No, no, no. Attack of the it's clones. least ambitious, but it's, I mean, I think you have to take the moral grounding and philosophical underpinnings into account. So you're saying oh. Last Jedi is worse? Absolutely. You're saying that. I would rather rewatch A New Hope Solo is the worst than one. Last Jedi. See, I think I, even though Last Jedi is terrible and downright wicked, I'd rather watch it because it's just more interesting. Okay. okay. I would rather my kids watch Solo than Last Jedi. No question. I would rather that your kids watch Solo than Last Jedi. Last Jedi's grammar is inside out and backwards. Yes. And I would rather that my kids watch either of them than I have. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, so this episode is kind of an announcement episode. We're going to be watching through the Star Wars. And the way we're going to be doing that, the order that me and Jake worked out, we should talk about the order first because the order is important. And we don't actually have it written down, but I think we can do it here. We are going to do A New Hope first. Yes, we are. Followed by Empire Strikes Back. True. Then we are going to jump back in time to, yes. to, oh no, it's his father. Spoiler alert. What can, what, who can fathom this dark tale? We'll jump back. We'll do episode one. Yep. The Phantom Menace. Oh wow. Episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yep. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Then we'll have the backstory all filled in. Now here's where it gets interesting because that Rogue One is still hanging out and I'm not sure what to do about it. Yep. Maybe we, we won't even decide that right now, but. Or maybe we will, but we might. Doesn't it do technically uh, come well, so after episode? It becomes be- it comes between three and four, yeah. but and it it does in fact make four a better movie. Right, but there's no way that we can just start with Rogue One. That doesn't make sense. No, like if you were it, showing if it you to were your starting kids, with Rogue One, like if you were building the franchise and you started with Rogue One, the franchise would die. Yeah, exactly. As I talk, but as I basically make con- that point in some one of our Avengers episodes, I think was it in a, an Avengers thing I think, that you did that? I think the bonus episode about Avengers I talked about. I've talked about it. Okay, multiple well, places, but but it's true. Like in context, it's maybe the best, and out of context, it's just sort of hanging out there, making no sense. Okay, so let me. I'm gonna make a proposal, and then we can we can discuss this. Okay, okay. so the proposal is four, five, one, two, three, six. I'm gonna say Rogue One. I'm gonna say. Seven? I'm going to say... No, 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 no. No, Solo. Yeah, Solo. Then I'm going to say seven, eight, and then by that time, nine. 
I I can get on board with that. I think that there's a lot of flux in where you place Rogue One or Solo in the watching experience, but I think they both depend so much on the other films. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could almost see... I mean, like, Solo's all like, like, it's just like, hey, where did he meet Chewbacca? Hey, where did he get his name from? Hey, how much fun does Brandon have flexing his left bicep? The answer, folks? <laughs> A lot. Apparently. Now, follow-up question. Sitting there, how much fun like, do we have watching Brandon flex his left really, by left? Not, not very it. much. Not Sorry. very much. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like pulsing it up there. I'm just yeah. I'm making nervous movements. I didn't realize it. No, you actually can't so. help it. Your muscles are like their own beast. Oh, yeah. They just move on their own. Yeah, Anyhow, hey, where did he get the dice from? Hey. Where he got the dice from something boring. Why does... Why does uh, the answer is boring things Why happened. does Lando call him Han instead of Han? Hey, where did the Millennium Falcon come from? It was a ship. Okay, counterproposal. Four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine if it's out. If we're just hanging out till nine, Rogue One Solo. Nope. At the end, right before nine? And I don't like going straight into nine that way, but I do like putting all the Skywalker stuff together and putting the outliers kind of in their own thing so why not but just rogue do one first? is gonna rogue one should play no no, no rogue one if they're gonna bring vader back in any way for nine and if plus you think they're bringing vader back for nine i have a thought a theory which we'll talk about in a second Uh-oh. Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do predictions we're gonna do we're gonna continue to check in with predictions as new trailers and information comes out but i thought it would be fun to do some early predictions so that that's actually how we'll wrap this podcast up so we'll get there okay we'll get there but I'm let's, excited. Let's decide this order. Listen, Jake? it's all Anakin's story. So I just don't think, okay, I don't know. Rogue One, in Anakin's story, Rogue One is fun anywhere, but. I mean, Solo is an Anakin story. Is, is or is not. Is not. That's true. The only reason we know who Han Solo is is because he factors in the Anakin story. That's true. And we came to care about him independently, but. Yep. Kind of like the only way we know how who Hodges and Shaw are is we met Vin Diesel. That's right. Um, I don't know who those are? I am yeah. Groot. Me neither. Um, um, we should also mention that we're gonna we're consciously deciding not to do <laughs> animated stuff or the video games, which are technically canon. Yeah, which is sad. When we initially kind of pitched this podcast to ourselves a year or two ago, well, it was we, a different podcast. Yeah, it was a different podcast, and we wanted to do those things, and maybe we'll do them someday. But that can't be part of the official Star Wars. I think that if you're stargazing, a cl- if you're a Clone Wars fan, we'll have to talk about that as we do. Episode three. It'll be hard to talk through the prequels without Jake bringing his, I dare say, considerable Clone Wars knowledge. He has kids, folks, as he's always quick to point out. He <laughs> indeed, his life isn't so sad that he sought out Clone Wars. However, all has, by himself, have his kids watched these with him? Nope. That's something we will find out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. He does have kids. He has kids. He sends them upstairs so he can watch more Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, um, that's exactly how it happened. Yep. In fact, Nathan introduced my kids and me to Clone Wars, but... Oh, I see. Yeah, the story behind that is that I was at Jake's house. Fun story, Brandon. What happens but that I think Jake got a phone call or something, and I was just like hanging out with his kids, and I was like, well, this sucks. I, I wanted to be hanging out with Jake and his kids. And so I want to say I grabbed the remote and I turned on Clone Wars ironically. Ironically. Yeah. Okay. Just kind well, of. You, yeah. And, and it would be an ironic choice, but then it turned out boy. to actually be pretty cool. Yeah. I turned it on ironically and then everybody kind of got into it. Like, this is actually kind of cool. Hashtag. Yeah. Well, it was like, hey, you know, everything that was fun about the prequels, but if there was like a good story. Yeah. And I'm not sure I would consider that a fun story, but it was. What, the prequel story? No, or what the... you just said. You said this is a fun story, Brandon. Oh, yeah. That's because I was about to tell you a fun story. Once upon a time, a mouse found some candy and went to the moon. Oh, and then he stabbed story. him. The, the end. And that's found good story. $5. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, guys. Bring, it's time for the segment where we talk about why we're doing this. Why are we doing this? What's important about Star Wars? Why should Christians care on a Christian podcast? Shouldn't we be talking about more intellectually stimulating theological issues? What's... Why? 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 Why are we doing this? What's what's our problem? We just like decided to like I don't know. I just want to do a podcast about Star Wars. I never thought of it that way before, Nathan. I guess I'm gonna have to leave. (laughs) See you guys. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. See you, Brandon. Enjoy (laughs) your books. Goodbye. Literature. Goodbye. (laughs) Well, for the the deeper answer, you can listen to every episode of the Booketing, or you could go back and listen to the Jordan Peterson and Heroes Journey episodes of Sound of Sanity. And what would those things teach you? They would teach you how to listen to great podcasts. Yes. Well, it would be that. Patreon.com. 
they would teach you how the the stories that shape the popular ima- imagination actually shape the popular popular imagination and the moral imagination of our culture. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, it's the stories that we tell and the stories that we take in and the stories that we feed to our children that shape their moral imagination. And these big franchises are the ones that are doing that now. And it's Star Wars and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so they're a big deal. The you know Marvel and Star Wars sit atop the the world as the giants of our storytelling today. And so it says a lot about our culture. It says a lot about us. And it says a lot about where we're headed. It's shaping us and where we're headed unless we're paying attention and working hard to examine them with biblical discernment to protect ourselves and our children from the bad elements of them. So um, it's sort of like there's a, that silly Doug Wilson documentary thing with Christopher Hitchens where they're like walking around to rap music and stuff like yes. that. <laughs> yep. And he has this moment where he says Christopher Hitchens is a public intellectual, which is to say he's the kind of intellectual who matters. Right. Right. There are all the stories that we tell, and then there are the popular ones, which is to say the, the ones that matter. Right. And Star Wars, at the end of the day, as silly as anybody wants to say it is, they're the stories that matter because they're the stories that shape our children and the stories that shape our culture at large. Yeah. Me and Jake were recently in the situation where there was a, a mutual uh, friend, a pastor that we know, was talking about the Bible. He was quoting scriptures, and he was geeking out about like you know, did this prophet come before this person? He was like trying to figure out some little piece of biblical lore. And Jake leaned over to me and said, wow, the Bible is this guy's Star Wars or something like that. (laughs) It was really interesting because I don't know if you've ever met one of those old school Christians that like actually really likes the Bible. Like, I don't want to know who this is. <laughs> and Jake may not remember the story this I, way. I don't remember quite that way. You <laughs> may be pretty embarrassed. But <laughs> wow. Wow. Like the Bible for him is like what Star Wars was for us. Gee, Nathan, the Bible is his Star Wars. <laughs> I wonder if it could be for us one day. <laughs> how we lame. Should, we should read the Bible more. Um, guys, that's not exactly how the story happened. I don't know. That was like the the short entertaining version of the story, though. And it may actually well be that, no, that I... Was, that was the conversation that we had, is that the way that he was geeked out about these details of Scripture is the way that we see people geek out about the details of Star Wars or the Marvel Universe. And it's because the stories that shape you as a child are just that fundamental and that attractive and that exciting. Right. And, it's the mythology, right? Everybody has a myth that defines who they are and for some people that's a bible and i don't mean that it's fictional when i say the word myth i just mean it is the story right it's yeah. the it's the it's a story that orders and makes sense of the world and your place in it it teaches you your emotional your spiritual grammar oh. because it teaches you this is what a hero looks like this is what a man looks like this is what a woman looks like this is what a bad guy looks like and those are important questions those are the questions and so you can learn a lot by Studying your Star Wars, Brandon. Yes. And we have a great episode of The Bookening where you guys convince me of this. Yes, that's right. It's like our Scrooge episode. I was a Scrooge, and you guys are like the ghosts of Christmas. The ghosts of Christmas. Right. The ghosts of Star Wars. Right. And convince me to take it seriously. Yes, I don't know what number that episode is called. Happy Christmas, Star Wars is over. Pun on a John Lennon song. You can find that on The Bookening Podcast, wherever uh, find podcasts. The gist is I was callous. I wasn't taking any of it seriously, and so I thought, eh, whatever, The Last Jedi's fine. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of a reverse image of a Scrooge story because you start out positive, and we, we come and convince you to be more cynical. and By more, taking it seriously. By taking it seriously yeah, and right. realizing that the compromise, like, like what you wanted to say was, well, this thing compromises its values. Who cares? Which I think in, in the, some ways- popcorn, basically, was my point. But. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember a teacher of mine said- Oh man, Return of the Jedi, the Star Star Wars really lost its way because that's the one where Obi-Wan says, you're going to find Anakin that a, or the Luke that a lot of things come down to a point of view or something. Like that's when Star Wars philosophy went out the window and I just remember thinking, that's when Star Wars philosophy went out the window. Pretty sure Star Wars philosophy was always outside the window and uh so there's all that to say to give a little credence to the Brandon point of view, it's all garbage. <laughs> and we're not exactly saying that it's not. Um right. But it's fun and we like it. And Jake's kids like it, and Brandon's kids like it. Yes. If anybody ever wants to have kids with me, maybe those kids will like it. If that person lets them watch any TV, which they won't. They're just going to read books. They're just going to read books. We'll hand them Sons and Lovers and uh, (laughs) the Dictionary. Yeah, so, okay. As long as I can read some to them. To our kids? Yeah. Yeah. 
There can be no doubt about that. We'll put a megaphone on the woman's stomach and you can read to her, read to the kid in (laughs) utero. All right. Maybe not a megaphone. There's probably a better way to do that. Stethoscope? We'll figure it out. There we go. We can read, recite Shakespeare plays. Right. Yeah. We'll figure it out. You get on this, Meredith. This will be on the Patreon feed. This will be on the Patreon feed. Reading to the baby. (laughs) Brandon reads to Nathan unborn children. That'd be fun. The hollow men. We are the stuffed men. (laughs) (laughs) Brendan reads T.S. Eliot. (laughs) Alfred J. Proofrock or whatever. So did we ever decide on an order? No, we didn't. I made a proposal. Have have we convinced everyone that we should be doing this podcast? Are you convinced, Jake? Anything else you want to say about that? I'm convinced. Yeah. No, I think this stuff's important. I think it's important to examine. I also think it's fun. And I'm not going to pretend like this podcast isn't also for fun. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you like Star Wars. Yeah, but all the things that we take for fun should should still be taken critically. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Take it critically, take it seriously, and have a little bit of fun. They aren't mutually exclusive. So, order. Next order <laughs> of business. Four, five, one, two, three, six. Do we all agree on that, or do we want to stuff Rogue One in that. there? I'm good with that. And all then right. I think I like Rogue One, Han Solo, and then the new series. I think that sounds good. Jake, you want to second that? You like that? Yeah, I'm going to roll with that. That sounds fantastic. That leads us right up to the new movie. With absolutely everything under our belts. Right. And the new movie comes out in December, true or false? True. So we have not that many months. We'll probably be doing more than one of these a month for a while, Maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, we've got like 10 things to get through. We only do, what, like 24 episodes a year if we're doing one every other. So so half your year will be us talking Star Wars, people. Yeah. So you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Guys, let's get a little history. Brandon, what's your first Star Wars related memory? Man, that's a good question, Nathan. It would be sitting in my dad's lap, and I can remember the um, what? What are they called? Are they the Y wings or the what's his what's X wings? Luke's thing. Luke's Luke's is it an X wing? Yeah, does he fly an X wing? Yeah, yeah. I guess he does fly an X wing. Yeah, I remember yeah. it lifting out of the swamp, watching it with my dad in his lap. Oh, that's that's a really specific yeah. first Star Wars. I don't know memory. why I remember that, but I re- I re- really remember that planet. What is it? Dagobah. Da- Dagobah. Yeah. I like how you're like I remember, and then you can't remember. I can't remember the specifics of the names. I mean. I remember Yoda. Yeah. So that's that's my first Star Wars memory. My dad, he had the old VHS tapes. and Special uh, edition or are we talking pre-special no, edition? No, these are pre-special editions. This was a black, had a slip cover. Yeah, so we had silver. none of the new uh, CGI abominations on there. You did have those. We didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay. This was before that. Yeah. Yeah. We got those later when my parents bought the DVDs. Right. Because the old VHS tapes stopped working. Um, not too bad. Yeah, but we would watch them a lot. Um, we, we'd watch the Star Wars uh, series, and then we'd also watch uh, Indiana Jones. Do you remember a time before those things, or were they just ubiquitous pieces of your... They were your, just ubiquitous pieces of our childhood, yeah. Your heritage that you grew up yeah. with. So, and it would be all three of them. Our favorite was um, Empire... Uh, no, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, We'd watch that all the time, so... And we'll come back around and ask you what your favorite is now, but we'll... Get- yeah, so we'd watch that, and <laughs> we loved the Ewoks. We even watched... Um, my dad had recorded those two ewok movies oh no we'd watch those too i'm so sorry yeah oh they were great were they well i thought they were as a child yeah so we watched a lot of movies as children when i say we i mean my brother (coughs) jeremy and i so right yeah so it was very ubiquitous as you say part of our childhood Mm -hmm. yep and prequels did you like those when they first came out when did they come out oh i don't know uh early 2000s i want to say i may have been okay with phantom menace but at that point i was were they the early 2000s? Phantom Menace, I'm going to say 2001. Yeah, see, we were, were 16 around that time. Mm-hmm. That's when I was in my becoming Alita snob stage. Right. I had just discovered, well, I was beyond just discovering Tolstoy, and I was getting into like even art films and stuff at that point. Right. So no, I did not like them. Do you think you would have liked them if they would have been good? In other words, were you actually exercising discernment, or did you just decide to not like them? Because... At that point in my life, I probably would just not have liked them because they were Star Wars. Right. Yep. So, And yeah. your general thoughts on the new trilogy of movies in one sentence? One is fine, two is garbage. That's fair. Rogue One is fantastic. Yep. Correct. Yes. Jake, same questions across the board. First, um, so Star Wars memory. Don't have one. Don't remember... Do you remember a time before Star Wars? No. So you just, did you grow up with it? Was it something that you watched a lot? Was it something you only got into as you got kids? Tell us about Jacob Menzel and Star Wars. All right. The history of Jake and Star Wars is 
we had the VHS and it wasn't a huge part of my, like defining part of my childhood or anything like that. I, as a kid, I liked the Ewoks and I thought R2-D2 was super cool and one of my own R2-D2. But, you know, outside of that, like it just wasn't like as big a thing for me as it was for most people maybe. But still, I mean, it was there just like, you know, just a part of the backdrop background or whatever. And then when the prequels came out, I saw at least Phantom Menace in theaters. Pod racing and Darth Maul were cool, but the rest of that was, I just wasn't really impressed or excited about. I mean, I think I was hoping with each one that we'd get a a good, exciting something. And lightsabers are still cool and the acrobatics were cool and that. Mm -hmm. So it was like, you know, at least we'll get some cool lightsaber fights. Wasn't that excited about it really either. So Star Wars was never really that big or huge of a thing in my life. Until? Until I watched Clone Wars with my kids and really enjoyed them and thought they were a great little kids show that was telling a story that I was relating to at the time. So you're like someone that discovered McDonald's through the Shamrock's Shake or the McRib and then went back and said, eh, I guess fries are okay. (laughs) Like fries have always been a part of my life. They're okay. Oh, this Shamrock Shake's interesting. This is a fantastic metaphor. <laughs> Our listeners are metaphor. It's sort applauding of like, right now. It's sort of like a better metaphor would be like, I never really appreciated Chicken McNuggets, but then I discovered that the bacon smokehouse double was disguised in a Happy Meal, and that was kind of neat, and it allowed me to appreciate Chicken Nuggets. Wait, we're going to have to break this metaphor down. What's the bacon smokehouse double? Yeah, the best sandwich that McDonald's offers. And it's disguised in a Happy Meal? Because yeah. it's a kid's show. Yep. Brandon got me 100%. The best Star Wars has been disguised as a kid's show, which then attracted Jake in to realize, oh, Chicken McNuggets are fine. Yep. Which are the actual movies. The movies. Are the real Chicken movies McNuggets. are Chicken McNuggets compared to the quality that is Clone War. Oh, so you had to eat a smokehouse double, which is Clone Wars. Yeah. And then you were like, okay, I guess Chicken McNuggets are great. Yeah. I don't get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's better than your metaphor. <laughs> Folks, you decide. Use hashtag, hashtag yeah. Jake is amazing if you think I'm right. Jake McNuggets? Yeah. Nathan Shake. Yeah. Hashtag Nathan Shake. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Or Jake McNuggets. Or Jake McNuggets. <laughs> and I just want to go on record as saying I despise both of these hashtags <laughs> with all my heart. Hey. Um, no, Brandon, I love you. Um, don't love just the hashtags. Just not my hashtags. No, don't love the hashtags. Like trash hags. Like trash hags. Like hash browns. <laughs> like all kinds of things. Hey, the hash browns are good at McDonald's. Are they, Brandon? They're fine. Are we doing a McDonald's <laughs> review now? Brandon, are the hash browns fine at McDonald's? Yeah, they're great. Are they? Yeah, they're good. Do you really think so? I think so, Nathan. You don't like them, do you? <laughs> I thought I could make you break if I kept this no, slime. No, I, I like them just fine, Nathan. Those What's little, going those, on? Those brick things? Yeah, they're, they're greasy and potatoey. What's wrong with that? I'll, two words. Look greasy, at me. potatoey. You think I don't like greasy potatoes, Nathan? My mom got on me for calling you lardo. She wasn't happy. Yeah, it hurt my feelings, okay? It hurt my mom's feelings, too. Yeah, well, thank you, Mrs. Albertson. I'd like to apologize to my mom. Um... Star Wars. Kept me up that night. What's that? I was crying deep into the night. Were you crying deep into the night? Tears of Lord. Yeah, a little <laughs> gravy going down yeah. your cheek. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, move on. Uh, guys, I'm the same size as Brandon. That's why I make fun of him, if anyone's wondering. And we're both handsome fellas, if you, if you want to ask me. We're pretty handsome fellas. Incandescent Meredith, say hashtag Nathan Shake for... Nope, she won't do it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, where I were we? It becomes the new Instagram. I need to, somebody needs to ask me about my Star Wars history. Nathan, what's your Star Wars history? Oh, Jake, prequels. Uh, just said super fun world building. That's right. Oh yeah, and cool ideas. New movies. New it's movies. For, new movies. In one sentence. New trilogy. Super lame. Rogue One. Awesome. Even the Force Awakens. Super lame. Yes. In its way. In its way. Yes. Nathan and I sat up one night and predicted beat by beat by beat by beat by beat by beat in depth and detail down to the detail of Kylo Ren opening just the really lightsaber mean. into Han Solo over a pit. Which it just was means that J.J. Abrams yes, predictable. Yes, yes. That, I mean, okay, it didn't betray the the series the way that Ryan Johnson did, but man, it was so uncreative. Yeah. yeah. So and J.J. Abrams is lame. Yes. Yeah. And... I'm just going to say it, guys. I'm okay being wrong, but 
I think we can accurately predict the third movie. Probably not today. Not today, but by the time the third movie comes out, before it is released, this podcast- We'll have it nailed to the wall. I am going to be one of those prophets that become successful because they successfully prophesy something. I don't can't think of an example of that. I can think of a lot of examples of people who prophesy things and then fail. <coughs> Nick, uh, what's his we, name? We should, we should let listeners know, and if anybody knows, it, if we have proof of this on Nostradamus. record somewhere, they should, let it, they should tell us where. Yes. But we definitely, like, as soon as The Last Jedi came out, predicted that Abrams would bring Palpatine. And Abrams was announced to be taking over uh, film nine, we immediately predicted that Palpatine would be back. Yeah, we said, oh, Palpatine will be back. It's the only thing that makes sense. It's the only way to salvage what Ryan Johnson ruined. It was just the most obvious thing in the world to to us. Right. And we're convinced that we said that on Mike. Mm-hmm. If we didn't, we're really sad. But somebody out there, whether it's the booking or- I think it's the booking. It, Y'all need to find it or remember it and let us know where so that we can we can trot that out. We will send you a signed copy of Empire Strikes Back, DVD edition. Sure. No, no we won't. If you find it. Okay, maybe. We'll see. And you, you remind us. us to do it and you send us shipping. <laughs> yes. And you hashtag your email, Nathan Shakes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Please. Please. Well, mm. um, okay, where were we? Somebody needs to ask me about my Star Wars history or whatever. What's your Star Wars history or whatever? Well, Brandon, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked with panache as if you cared. Um, I do remember a time before Star Wars. I remember hearing kids talk about it on the playground. I remember... I don't remember a time before I knew the Star Wars plot. I don't remember a time before I didn't. I knew that Darth Vader was Luke's father. I do remember being like, wow, I should watch this movie so that I can see about how Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like, I just remember it being one of those, like, bandied about pieces of information that people would tell you on the playground. Just, this was back in the day. One of the things that I feel like the Marvel movies and things have kind of taken away from us is that kids used to have their, use their, use their imaginations to think about things like, what would happen if Iron Man fought Thor or Freddy fought Jason or any of the number, Superman fought Batman, like, used to be able those to have these conversations. Those answered by... Well, different kids who grew up on the playground decided that they were going to answer those questions for us. Right. Yeah. Those kids grew up on the playground and they started making movies. And we live in a time, we live in a very postmodern filmmaking era where everything is self-referential. The last really interesting thing that happened in popular filmmaking was that Steven Spielberg had a childhood and he decided to make movies about it. Now other people make movies about Steven Spielberg childhood. That is my contention, folks. And we, I'm sure we'll explore it as this podcast Stranger goes things. on. 100% accurate. Stranger Things, J.J. Abrams, the, both those guys, the Stranger Things guys and J.J. Abrams have made a career out of exploiting. Are we going to do Stranger Things? Yeah, let That'd be fun. We should. I'd like to I'll finally catch up with it. I can get all my grumpy stuff out. I'm not promising it, folks. We'll talk about it more off mic, but I like that idea, Brandon. I'm, I'm on board doing Stranger Things. Yeah. And the July 4th is when the new series comes out. Well, there you go. The final. Is that it? Is it? I'm pretty sure they announced That the final. makes me a lot more inclined to do it. Have you watched Stranger Things? You want to watch it with me? I, <coughs> I like, I, I'm, I'm on board. I, I like Stranger Things. Season two kind of sucked. Season two did. It had its problems. But overall- I'm not going back and rewatching a single thing. Yeah. For this. I just want you to know that. Okay. That's fine. And I have a seething hatred for it just based on prejudice. So <laughs> always this I'll watch greatest season, kind of hatred. I'll watch season three, but I will not go back and watch a single second of anything up until it. That's probably fair. Um, well, we'll talk about whether we want to do Stranger Things, but I think it sounds like an intriguing idea, Brandon, and I've wanted to catch up with that for a long time, and I need an excuse because I'm not going to make myself do it. I will vent about what they did to Samwise Gamgee. Yes, Rudy, I will too. Poor Rudy. Poor Rudy. We never knew thee. Uh, where were we? Did we decide? We did decide on an order. Wherefore aren't we? Uh, I need to talk about my Star Wars history. So I don't remember time before Star Wars. Goonies never say die. I do remember a time before seeing it. I remember seeing it. I remember it being one of the, bar none, the most exciting movies from my childhood. I remember running back and forth to the bathroom many, many, many times. <laughs> Great. <laughs> to urinate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because You're I was like so a little excited. excited puppy. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I would have said Return of the Jedi was my favorite. I think everybody, would you have said Return of the Jedi was your favorite? You said Ewoks. Yeah, Ewoks. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because that one's fun. And and we had no taste as kids. Yeah. Well, as more than one internet nerd has pointed out, true Star Wars fans are only allowed to like maybe two full movies. And even then, they're going to grasp about the special effects or the special edition stuff. 
So it's weird when your love for something makes it so you have to hate almost all of it. Yeah, it um, is weird. If, if, if a true, real Star Wars fan can only like some of A Empire. New Hope and some of Empire because they haven't been fiddled with too oh, they can't I mean, like that's the parts. That's just the nature of nerd fandom, right? When we do the Lord of the Rings, we'll talk about that too. Any true Lord of the Rings fans can't actually like the movies. Well, Guess what? I came to the Lord of the Rings through the movies, so. But no true Lord of the Rings fans likes the movies. Whatever, people are dumb. And we know. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because I think there's a really interesting thing. Fandom really is entitled these days. I snort into the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Fandom feels like they are owed things. And I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible. I think while Ryan Johnson ruined Star Wars, I like the fact that he was allowed to do it. I like the fact that someone was allowed to exercise some kind of a creative vision and follow it all the way to the end. Even if that creative vision was the most terrible, stupid creative vision possible? Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, I guess you could argue that what we really needed was a cigar-chomping executive from the 1920s who said, cut out the last reel and give him some more action. And, you know, like somebody actually could have fixed that movie that way. But on the other hand, I appreciate the fact that they let him do it. Maybe yeah, I don't. I don't know. It. He, I mean, the, the thing was, if it were actually creative, I could appreciate it, even if it still ruined the franchise. But the fact is, no matter what anybody says, it was the least creative thing you could possibly do. It was pure iconoclasm. It was just like, let's invert every possible thing. Yeah, okay. Let me make this argument then. It was clever iconoclasm. It was well done iconoclasm. Iconoclasm sucks. And this, it sucked. I hate that movie. I despise it. It's the worst Star Wars movie. It's also one of the best made and most interesting Star Wars movies. And we're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. I think that's true. I don't disagree with that. I'm trying you know, to think. My first thought when I came out of it was, I think, the same as yours, which was that was the most Star Wars-y Star Wars movie I've ever seen, and I hate it. Yes, completely. The yeah. most Star Wars... Well, we'll talk about it. I saw it with a bunch of... I We didn't see it together. Right. I saw it with a like a, a whole row full of kids. Brandon and his kids, some other friends and their kids, me and my kids, and... We had a whole spectrum of reactions. We did have a whole I spectrum. I came out, and I was fine with it. Yeah, I came out and I said, uh, that was a really great Star Wars movie. It was fun and the most Star Wars-y Star Wars movie ever. And I and I hate it to my core. Yeah. Nathan, Jake was the one who had the right opinion coming out. I was on the jaded, well, it's Disney. What do you expect? It's going to be feminism. Look at Frozen. I had the wrong opinion there. Jake's where I have ended. And you can go listen to this episode we already told you to go listen to to hear my conversion story. Yes, you can listen to that. That's a good episode of Star Jake, Wars. Jake made me a wiser movie watcher. Jake and Nathan. Yeah, you can I also, think that's one of those movies that we... Rare movies where Nathan and I both came out... Feeling the same way. Feeling exactly the same way, which is yeah. like... What I think normally happens is... Nathan rises and Jake rises to meet him. Or, or the other <laughs> I way. Think it's Actually, a, it's the opposite. I feel yeah. it's the opposite yeah. way. I feel like I come out feeling a certain way and then I... I, however I feel about it determines Nathan's reaction. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh, Jake feels that way. Well, that's lame. Jake liked Thor Ragnarok. It's terrible and I hate it. <laughs> Wait, what? You or, hate Thor Ragnarok? No, I like it fine now, but coming out of it, I was like, oh man. That was the parking lot was like, oh, I, I loved that. That was great and fun. Only, it was a great Marvel movie. And he was like, no, I like it now. It's one of my favorites. He was like, a great Marvel movie. It should be a great movie. And I'm just commenting on the fact that that's a funny first reaction because you may be the only person to have hated it after the first watch. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, I, I mean, I think his points were legitimate. I still agree with my points. It's actually not that great, but it's pretty good as a Marvel movie. It's fun. Yeah, um, it was just too, he decided at that point to quibble with the as a Marvel movie or for a Marvel movie tag, which is, you know, it should just be great by itself and it should hold up against other things. But the fact is, and I think that, with a movie like that, and what's great about a Marvel movie is that a great Marvel movie is a movie that when you're bored on a Friday night and you've got Netflix, it's the one that you want to turn on. Yeah, you'd rather watch a great Marvel movie than watch an actual great movie. Yeah. The problem with that is I still do think there's something to be said for an actual great movie. And maybe by the time we're done doing this podcast, we'll have figured out what. I mean, there has to be something to be said for actual quality. Well, that's what the bookening has suggested. Yes. Yes, so, I think it has. I think we can suggest that in this show as well. Well, the battle between art and commerce, the battle between accessibility and intellect, these are common themes. I'm with you there, but with movies, well, here, I guess the difference with movies is I entered movies. Maybe this isn't the time to talk about this. No, let's talk about it. 
I entered movies <laughs> and especially art films at a point in my life when I was moving towards like postmodern leanings. Mm-hmm. And so all my knowledge of art movies are postmodern. So right. for a time, my favorite movies were the Wes Anderson movies, was like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But that was my entrance into movies. Where instead of entering them in through like actual legitimate classics, I come to I came to those later. Right. And so like my grounding and my foundation in good movie making is the new art films. So like the Coen Brothers. Right. And Wes Anderson. Oh, who's that? P. T. Anderson. Sure. All these new great movie makers. So even Martin Scorsese was a late addition for me. Sure. And Spielberg, I, he, I mean, he's a weird outlier. He's like the Dickens of the crew. Yeah. Doing whatever he wants. But all that to say, I don't think even yet I have a legitimate grounding in what even makes a great movie a great movie. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. In the way that I have a, great, a, a strong feeling of what makes great poetry great poetry, what makes great literature great literature. And I can, with a strong, I can take a strong stance against trash. Right. With movies, it's just got a long, weird, vape, vapid history with Well, the interesting thing about movies, thing that I find absolutely fascinating, is that there's only 100 years worth of movie history, give or take. Yeah. And yet, people are more proudly film illiterate, and I'm not calling you out or saying anything about what you just said specifically, but I'm just saying people resent having to watch classical movies. Kids hate black and white movies. Yeah, and I think my I'm actually regretting right. that I didn't. I mean, right. you could take a solid week, you could take a week off of work, and you could have a film education at the end of the week. You wouldn't see everything, but you could see, yeah. like... I would say my wife has a better one than I do. She re- she watched a lot of the musicals. I didn't even watch musicals growing up. Right. I, she introduced me to Mary Poppins. And some of the great black and white comedies, I still haven't watched. Um, there's this one that, what's the... It's Gregory Peck and Audrey Hepburn. Roman oh, Holiday. Roman Holiday, sure. I still haven't seen Roman Holiday. Right there, like, I have big gaps in my f- cinematic knowledge. So Anna and I, we would watch a lot of movies together. So we watched a lot of, uh, when we were first married, we watched a lot of, um, not Hemingway, Hitchcock. Hitchcock, sure. And we loved Hitchcock. Right. And we watched a lot of movies like that, old black and white movies. We watched Bringing Up Baby. So that kind of helped fill in the gaps for me, but sure. still something that I, 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 I have a lot, I have a deeper knowledge of pop movies than I do of legitimate movies. But never forget that we challenged the idea that pop movies are illegitimate. Are what? That they're, we challenge the idea that they're illegitimate. Yes, because I think that Spielberg is a legitimate filmmaker. Yeah, he's a genius. I, I mean, think that I think the Indiana Jones movies are amazing. Mm-hmm. They are, and I think he, I, when I said he was the Dickens of filmmaking, I do actually believe that. Yeah, I mean, pound for pound, Brandon is for one craft. of those weird people that has a high opinion of Dickens. For those that don't know, Brandon is. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brandon likes people that abuse their wives and try to lock them in institutions. It's what he's famously tried to do to his own wife. No, Torture I've, chamber behind his house. And, I am. Yeah. I like Dickens too, Brandon. I know. We we like Dickens together. We're the Dickens club. What other loops do we need to close here? Star Wars loops. What else? Was there anything else I told, I promised the audience we were going to talk about before we finished up this initial four-way into star, stargazing? Just the final aspect of it, I think. Which is? Predictions. Oh, predictions. Well, okay. Let's do two things. We should say, we mentioned Clone Wars. There are two other animated series that are. Yes. We will not be watching Gennady Tarkiewski's old animated Clone Wars, by the way. We don't care about that. It's not canon anyway. Is that not canon? That's no. Legends or whatever? Yep. Ever read a Star Wars book, Brandon? Never have. Ever read a Star Wars book, Jake? Nope. Ever read a Star Wars book, Nathan? Why? Yes, I'm glad you asked. The whole Timothy Zahn trilogy, all five of the trilogy. That sentence didn't work. Read the trilogy, then read the other two. What else did I do? I have read some various other Star Wars novels before they, the canon was wiped out and retconned. That was sad. They got Zahn doing new canon. Yes, that's good. Zahn was Zahn was quality, or so I would have told you at the time. Uh, favorite Star Wars movie and why in one sentence, Brandon? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, Rogue One, because it's the best. Ask the answer, Jake. Rogue One, it's the cinematography is beautiful. Yes. The story works in context. It makes episode four better, and Darth Vader in a hallway is everything that you ever wanted as a kid. That's an amazing scene. It is an amazing scene. That scene and then the scene where the bomb explodes and they're on the, on the beach, beach together. And you know what? Two amazing scenes. Uh, K2SO, total win. Yeah. Oh, legitimate comedy relief. Yeah. Um, and, and sadness. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right up I there actually, with that droid from I Solo. actually was sad when that <laughs> robot died. Those deaths are pretty much earned in that movie. Yeah. So if you want to act, what, ask me what my favorite act from a Star Wars movie is, I'd say act three of Rogue One for sure. Easy. Yeah. Overall, I'm just going to be a classicist here and go Empire. It's a great movie. 
Yeah. Um, would I? What? Which one would I rather watch? Rogue One. But well, that's how I. I mean, I if I were to go home, it's sort of like which Marvel movie. If I were going to go home right now and play, put push play, just any movie, or be most likely to press play on on a Friday night, it's probably going to be Ragnarok, guys. Sorry. Yeah. And the same as if I'm going to go home on a Friday night and press play on any given Star Wars movie, it's going to be Rogue One. Well, not for me because Rogue One. A little more of a drag. Yeah, it's a little bit more of a drag in those first two acts. That first act is a mess and the second act is just okay. And I think Rogue One actually sort of lives better in my memory than it does as an artifact that I actually want to view all frequently. But, but, okay. But just even in terms of the sense of lore and mythos. Yeah, it's great. Like flying over the... Yeah, just that image of flying over the the fallen down statue. Like, yeah, exactly. That's fantastic. All that stuff is really, really. Great. Yeah, it really plants you in a world in just yeah. a way that's not been beaten. In those Vader movies. in the hallway. They burned Donnie Yen on that movie. Mm-hmm. Vader in the hallway. Vader in the hallway. It's that got... scene legitimately makes Vader into a the villain you want him to be. Yeah, no, it, it's great. And and doesn't betray the the wooden villain of episodes four, five, and six no. either in the process. No, it's great. My only complaint about Vader in that movie. Totally should have recast James Earl Jones. There's a million people that do great Vader impressions. They actually do a better Vader impression than old, decrepit James Earl Jones does at this point. No offense, but his voice yeah. is is gone. He doesn't sound the same. I'm annoyed that they cast him as Mufasa. I think that's dumb. It kind of makes me angry um, because it's valuing. The fans are going to like this over actual quality. So not smart, folks. Just get somebody that sounds exactly like him. Million people do Vader's impressions. Come on, have a little imagination. That's Nathan's Star Wars moment of completely pointless anger about something that doesn't matter at all, uh, which will, I'm sure, be a regular feature on this podcast. Will we remember that name? What's that? Nathan's, yeah. what was it? Yeah, well, I don't know. Nathan's random moment of- compli- She should be writing this stuff down. Yeah, you really should be writing all these things down, sweetie. My lovely fiance is sticking out her tongue at me. I have the Time goes is so good, we should name a whole podcast after it. Time Ghosts is pretty good. Well, maybe we'll do a spinoff called Time Ghosts. We'll this, see. In the meantime, this isn't even a Time Can Ghosts Can we be the episode. Time Ghost Hunters? Sure. Time Ghost Hunters. Uh, time Empire. Ghost Busters? Time Ghost, yes. Time Ghost Busters. Da, 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 da. Time Ghost Busters is pretty sweet. Who are you going to call? Time Ghost Busters. I, I want to be, yeah, that's awesome. And then Ben can occasionally come in as the black guy. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> sure. <laughs> Winston. Winston. Uh, Which of us is mo- most likely to be possessed by a painting from ancient Carthage? Yes, that is a good question. I'm going to say the incandescent Meredith, 100%. Certainly the more likely to be possessed by Zool or whatever. Or, or Carpathia. Gozer. Is it Gozer? Yeah. No, Carpathia is the painting, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's I from Carpathia. Yeah, Vigo the Carpathian. If I was going to turn on a Star Wars movie when I went home, it might be one of the prequels just because they're fun. I'm not burned out on them. They suck in ways that are kind of entertaining. Which is why if you were going to turn on, if you're tempted to turn on a prequel, you should turn on Clone Wars. Right. I actually think I would do that, and I have done that on occasion. So, Brandon? Or Rebels was also pretty great. Yes. But Rebels is way better if you watch Clone Wars. Right. Yes, Nathan. Maybe eventually we'll do that. Maybe eventually we'll watch those things. Maybe eventually we'll do Stranger Things. I don't know, folks. We're still figuring it out, but we're excited to figure it out. We're excited to talk more Star Wars with you. Up next will be A New Hope. I don't know exactly when that episode's going to drop. I mean, there may be some episodes of this podcast in between, but the first Star Wars movie we'll be doing is a movie, a little movie that came out in 1977 called Star Wars, later retitled Episode 4, A New Hope. So we will be doing that. That'll be the first Star Wars movie. So if you want to play along, then you should watch it. I'm sure we'll do it pretty soon. Probably that might be our very next episode. Wouldn't shock me. I feel like we have a lot of Star Wars to cover before Episode 9 comes out, and we better get going. So, if you made me pinpoint a first moment, it would be Binary Sons. Yeah. Well, wow. You just gave me a memory. You just, a memory of you telling me what moment you could pinpoint. No, you gave me a memory. You dislodged a memory or lodged a memory. You made me remember something. How about that? Yeah. Um, you there made me go. the first Star Wars memory, first bit of Star Wars I ever saw. I just remembered it. That's amazing. I, I'm, I'm actually having like a, a Proustian wave of nostalgia. Oh, about something. You ate that Madeleine. I ate that Madeleine. Um, Reading Rainbow had this episode. I think it was either about the stars, like it was about space, or it was about movie magic. It was about one of those two things, both subjects that I was really interested in as a kid. 
and Reading Rainbow would come on PBS. It was a program about reading, if so it was by LeVar Burton, if people don't remember. Uh, Butterfly in the Sky, I Can Go Twice as High, Take a Look, it's in the book, Reading Rainbow. So watched this episode of Reading Rainbow, used to come on all the time, it was one of my favorite episodes, and they would show the cantina scene from Star Wars. I want to say, you know, LeVar Burton would say, well, this is some of the ideas that people have had about what aliens look like. And then they would just show the cantina scene. So I remember I knew that music, you know, and I knew those aliens. And the whole thing had this really otherworldly mystique to it that Star Wars kind of lost for me once I saw the movies, because then it was like, I'm Luke Skywalker. You know, I I like connected to it on a more personal level. But this sort of had the the other otherly mystique of aliens and of you know, other worlds. Like one thing that Star Wars doesn't really have is I think at this point we all feel very at home in the Star Wars universe in a weird way. But back in that time in my life, like the very first kind of conception I had of Star Wars was as something that was kind of mystic, kind of other, kind of touched me in that little place in your soul that likes reading about, or place in my soul, certainly that likes reading stories about ghosts, UFOs, stuff like that. It, It had that kind of mystique to it. And then, and so I always wanted to see it. And then my parents let me watch it. And that mystique was completely ruined, but replaced by something arguably better, which was enjoyment of great Star Wars movies. That's my first Star Wars movie or memory. And it might not sound like much to our listeners, might not be as Brandon likes to classify it a fun story, but it was a fun story. So was your other one, Nathan. I was mean for no reason. Maybe you're the Peter Venkman. Maybe you're just zapping me, even though I. So then you're Egon and he's Raven? Could be. Could Uh, be. Well, we've all got a little bit of everyone in us. What better phrase to end on than that, folks? We've all got a little bit of everyone. Wait, no, 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 no. Prophecies. Well, oh, prophecies. I'm so sorry. Predictions. Okay. Look so, at the pin sieve. Predictions. What do you guys predict? I think, Episode nine. I think that uh, a crap ton of fan service. What's that? Palpatine's going to be back. You don't think that it's fake out, a clone, anything like that? Nah, I think he's back. Somebody finds a hologram. I think he's back. You think it's a fake out? No, I don't think so. Broad strokes. Kylo Ren turns good. Uh, we might adjust they these things. him together. Kylo Ren turns good. Ray certainly doesn't turn bad. It's lame that anyone would ever think that that would happen. Yep. People think that would happen? Yeah. Yeah, but that's because people aren't reading the signs of the times. They can't They can't make Ray bad. Their politics won't let the them. of the times. Welcome to the human race. Harry Styles, great song. Yeah, so Ray, Kylo, defeat Palpatine, rejiggered Palpatine together. Yeah. Kylo dies, drama, I suppose. Probably... One way or another, Anakin shows up as a force ghost or as something else. Yeah, so my prediction, this is just a, f- a wild out there prediction, but I got to like imagine it. they've thought of it. What's that? I like it. Yeah. like this. I this, like the idea. I don't know that it's a good prediction, but I like the idea. Uh, well, I was just thinking to myself in the shower, as one does, what would be the ultimate fan service move? And then I thought about the hallway scene from Rogue One and I thought, well, that's the greatest fan service of all time. It's so good that we all love it, even though it's blatantly just like, this is what you want, you pigs, eat. Um, that's great though. Yeah, and then and yet, and we're like, thank you, we are pigs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how do you do that again? And the way you do that again is you put Darth Vader in this movie. And I'm not talking about a force ghost, I'm talking about a black machine man, Darth Vader, you know, the iconic suit. You got to get that thing in there. <coughs> How do you do it? Do you have Kylo get messed up and have to put on the suit? No, no, no. What you do is this is the way. That, a, you do that one way or another. You figure out a way. I could really see them doing that. You know, this is your last chance. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. Bring back everybody's favorite thing. The way you do it, though, is I think the, the most obvious way to do it is they're trying to raise, you know, kylo or the emperor or whatever they put together the suit i don't know why they go to dathomir and then they yeah. got the suit and the witches are there and right and then somebody says an incantation or something i don't know what happens they're, they're gonna bring up the good guys maybe are trying for anakin or for luke they think that they've failed and then palpatine's like ha, 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 you failed i will rule the galaxy and then we hear and then the suit like it comes alive and it's like inhabited by a ghost or something. <laughs> <laughs> and this and is the good version. <laughs> he comes over and he puts his arms behind Palpatine and they shape a pottery thing together, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, oh, my love. My Let's not confuse <laughs> Top Gun with Ghost Brandon. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, sorry. What did, what did, I sang the wrong song. He sang Berlin from uh, uh, Top Gun. <laughs> he sang Berlin. He didn't yeah, even yeah. sing uh, the other... Righteous Brothers song that they use. 
This is a Righteous Brothers song in Top Gun. I don't know. I, I admit that. We're talking melody, though. Yeah, yeah. I admit that what I just pitched is cheesy. I just think if I'm an executive, if I'm J.J. Abrams, if I'm someone who's just thinking, how can I make a billion dollars? How can I give the fans what I want? How can I give myself what I want? Let's get Darth Vader back. I mean, yeah. and I don't mean Anakin. I mean Darth Vader. Let's get him back and let's have him be working for the good guys so we can just feel really good about him going to town. And Let's get Jar Jar Binks back. Killing everybody. Yeah. Killing all the bad guys. Yeah. Like the thing Anakin that- Anakin is the chosen one. He saves, he comes back, he saves the day. Right. Which I think they're going to do that no matter what. Anakin's coming it's back. Anakin's this story. Is, this is Anakin's he story. the Skywalker. This is our prediction. Anakin, nobody cares about Luke. Or Ryan Ray. Johnson ruined him. Certainly no one cares about Ray. Anakin's the guy. So you think Luke is gone? Nah, I think Luke's there. Luke He's, will be like Obi-Wan. Yeah. Go to the whatever system, Ray. The Dagobah system. The Dagobah system. But if I just want to really just give everyone what they want, we want to see that black-suited uh, scamp with his red lightsaber. That black-suited scamp. <laughs> going to town. Does it have to be the red one? What if it's the blue one? I think that would be sweet. Wouldn't that be cool? I just got nerd chills. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Darth Vader with a blue lightsaber that would fighting be, for the good guys? Be, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh, man. That would be cool. I think that's what's going to happen. I think you nailed it, Nathan. It wouldn't shock me. I mean, not to be... It wouldn't shock me if I totally whiffed the, it. The blue one is back and the... I mean, it's just completely rebuilt. Ryan Johnson destroyed it. Abrams literally gave it right back exactly yeah. as it was. He did. It's just like... Nope, she just reconstructed it. So yeah. what? Like yep. as was nothing. It's the same saver. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, what I see is I see a a a a, a widescreen composition. I see Ray in the middle. She's got her blue lightsaber. I see maybe Kylo Ren with his red number on on one side of her, and I see who do I see on that other side? But Darth Vader. Maybe he's got a green lightsaber. Now why isn't Darth Vader in the middle? Why are the other two there at all? Because they're feminists. Because we live in stupid times. Exactly. Yep. I'm predicting the way that they'll make it dumb. Obviously, if you bring Darth Vader back, like who cares about anything else that's happening in the movie? But they'll try and have a little bit of his cred rub off on on Ray. Ray, yeah. If this isn't what they do, I'll be disappointed because this is what I would do. I mean, bring Darth Vader back, guys. And you're pretty good so, at this. We're talking thing. about kids' movies here. And they've already lost the franchise and they've lost the kids. Right. And not only have they lost the kids, they've given up on the kids. They for the next trilogy, they got the Game of Thrones people. Right. Right, so they've Famous. conceded the kids to Marvel. Just do the cool thing. Yeah, no, that'd be great. They'll have that f- general come back and she'll fly a ship into Palpatine. Palpatine yeah. <laughs> Split him in half in slow motion. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. That'd, that'd be, be a cool. re Holdo. Yeah. Splitting somebody in half doesn't kill them, apparently. Uh, Counter proposal. Holdo in the Darth Vader suit. Love it. Nice. Solved it. Thanks for Pulls listening. Pulls up everybody. the mask. I am no man. <laughs> I am no man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets split in half. Yeah, versus a ring wraith. Holdo gets split in half. Oh, so will uh, will he be back? That guy, this guy who got split in half. Or is it Ma- Maul's dead. Ah, he's dead. No, in Darth. Cannon. The other guy. He's the one that got split in half. No, he means Snoke. Or oh, Snoke. Snopes. No, they snow. They showed no Snoke is done. They showed Snoke's. Just they showed him just dead with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. Will we find out who Snoke is? A puppet of Palpatine, no doubt, or the carrier of Pelagius, aka Palpatine. Like if he's like some kind of like force parasite or something like that, you know. Follow up question: Will Snopes continue to delight the internet with explanations of urban legends? Yes, he will, Nathan. We can count on them, just like you'll be able to count on the Time Ghostbusters. That's right, folks. I'm really excited about the Time Ghostbusters. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been that excited about anything in a while. In a while, I can't wait for uh, Jason Reitman to release his new Ghostbusters movie, so we can do an episode of Time Ghostbusters on the new Ghostbusters. So we ain't cool. doing one on the... A deep dive on the Ghostbusters. Well, we ain't going to do that because then we'd have to watch Ghostbusters 2, the real Ghostbusters animated series, and that dumb... Ghostbusters 2 is fun. Yeah, Ghostbusters 2 is fine, but... It was more fun as a kid than Ghostbusters 1. In the same way that Return of the Jedi was more fun as a kid. I'm a, I was always a Ghostbusters 1 fan because my dad thought Ghostbusters 1 was hilarious, and so I just... It was just, like, decided for me that, like, I just, I just trusted that it was great, you know? You never saw it? Well, when you have kids and you watch all these movies. Yep. Never showed my kids Ghostbusters. All you're doing is watching movies with your kids and eating popcorn and tubs of popcorn. Just ask Anna. That's Mm -hmm. all she does. That's all she does. (laughs) Sits on the couch and eats popcorn. She and Lucy all day. Thanks for listening, everybody.
the movies was hosted by Nathan Albertson, participated in by Brandon Chastine and Jacob Menzel. It's produced by Nathan Albertson, executive produced like all fine podcasts by like all fine. Apparently, we executive produced all fine oh, podcasts. Oh, if you like, like it, we're behind it. We executive produce it. You are. The we claim that. Even either we're claiming a lot of podcasts for ourselves, or we only think that the podcasts we do are fine. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. Sound like uh, what's that one that everybody loved for a while? In cereal? Yeah, it's just not. No, it wasn't. Uh, all right. Yeah, executive produced, like all fine podcasts, by Jacob Benzel, Nathan Alberson of Warhorn Media fame. Thank you, Brandon, of The Bookening, for stopping by. You'll be back with us for all our stargazing episodes and, I dare say, a lot of ghost-busting episodes, time ghost-busting. And until next time, so many to choose May from. May the force be with you. Who are you going to call? Time Ghostbusters! Time Ghostbusters! <laughs>